What's up, my good peoples? Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast, where we're talking about ideas and truth that stimulate wholesome thinking unto identity, purpose, vision, and action. I am James Anderson, and with me is Kyle Entman and Logan Eaton, my good bros. What up? What's, What's cracking? Up? What's crackalackling? Good to be back here today. Mm. Hey, Logan. Good to be back another Tuesday. How you doing? Doing good. Good, good. Ride How are you? Doing well. Did you ride your bike over today? <laughs> I did. Yeah. You did? Got, no, I did. Oh. Got warmer out, didn't it? Yeah, it finally got up to 30 today. And yeah. Yeah. That's about, that's enough to bring the bike out, but I, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. There was some guys riding the bike, so that I almost hit on the way over. Oh, oh nice. really? Yeah. It's a little sloppy out there. A little, yeah. A little wet. Yeah. I wish I had a station wagon. I love station wagons. Mm. Good cars. Yeah. <laughs> Never <laughs> drove one, though. We used to have one as a kid. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> really, put wow. a ladder on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> family trips. Yeah, the over. fire ladder on top. It's yeah. basically a fire engine slash car. <laughs> 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 it's got enough to hold yeah. a big tank of water in the back. Yeah, yeah, they're powerful. You put down the seats and everything. Yeah. yeah, good. Did you have like the seats in the back that you could you? You were sitting I, backwards? I think so, yeah. Or at least they folded down a little bit. <laughs> you could sit backwards? Yeah, well, I like were, the seats, you were facing the yeah. back. <laughs> I remember, yeah, going yeah. into the garage once and sitting in it and, you know, the cigarette lighter, putting it in the lighter mm. the thing and then burning the car seat with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom wasn't too happy about mm. that. You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of an experimental kid. <laughs> Yeah. Like to like to burn things. Huh? I did. I you know, like just you know doing ruckus, hurt you. ruckus city <laughs> stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just looking for some excitement. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I they it, we had a I think at one time we had a bit of a station wagon, but anyways, and it had like one of the the gear shifters, like in the center console thing, and I moved it from park to like neutral yeah. and we're on a hill. So, you know, drive a little bit, <laughs> put it back in park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dumb. Those were the days. Kids don't do that. Yeah. They shouldn't, but you know, <laughs> it happens. They shouldn't, but we encourage it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good to have a little fun. Birds yeah. were out today too. Birds were out. Yeah. Mm. They Come finally flew back down from Canada. Today. I think so. <laughs> Coming back to coming back to the south. I don't know how that's. Don't the they go fly south? Uh, I think it's a hemisphere thing, to be honest. I think they get further away from the equator during the winter, and then they come closer to the equator uh, during the summer. I think just make that up. The other one is the. Uh, I think they go the away. prime meridian that yeah. splits the globe. The other half. <laughs> I think and they sometimes go away. they fly uh, northwest of oh that. Yeah. Are you a scientist? To, a, to get to a new no. location. What's a prime meridian? They go the That's the that's the uh, that's the way when when the moon lines up with Earth at a certain time. Usually it makes a line on the earth that that people can travel by. It's almost like a travel Like a... uh, It's almost like, yeah, like you could follow a straight line if you wanted to... To where? If you wanted to go from south... Or if you wanted to go from the Antarctica to the Arctic. Hmm. It's it's just a straight line. Pilots use it. Birds use it. Pilots. Hey. (laughs) It's a prime meridian. It's prime. It's prime. The other meridians aren't as good because they're not straight. Wow. But anyways, that's in science books all yeah. over the country. <laughs> you ever heard of the So we're on I this promise. topic. You ever heard of heard of the You ever heard of the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah. Oh you have. Been there. You ha- that actually ex- ex- born. <laughs> yeah, the prime meridian makes a ninety degree angle towards that. Towards it? That's yeah. why people get lost. Well that's why birds don't fly over. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not a str- it's not a straight angle. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot Thank of weird God. lines on the earth. Yeah, nobody really knows what's going on out there. <laughs> Thank God we found so many people scientists for this will, will tell you stuff, but they don't know. They don't know anything. That's also in science books all across the world. Yeah, I, yeah. I was a I was a doctor. <laughs> and uh, so, but anyways, the birds are back. Yeah, they flew back in. No, town, I mean, uh, which is good because I, I like I like listening to them. Yeah, Doctor Eaton. I <laughs> Logan's a man of many. Uh, I feel like you. Get, I feel like this is. Uh, he's a I man. feel like I'm not doing myself any any good by well, continuing making, to talk. <laughs> well, you're lo- you're you're making our listeners believe false evidence. And you're no, the prime meridian. I'm telling you, look it up on a website, and that'll tell you the truth. Yeah, promise. <laughs> promise. 
Just look it up on just Google. Just look up, just look up seagull migration, bird yeah. migration, any kind of bird migration. Any kind of migration. And it'll bring Whale up. Whale migration? Equators, prime meridians, uh, you know, the distance from, uh, you know, our location to where we would be if we were on the moon, a corresponding side of the moon. All that's in there. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> on, on that website? Yeah. Or on yeah. every website? Yeah. No, every... Uh, Every .gov website usually has mm. something about that. Well, good. Thank you for that. College kids, if you're out there <laughs> listening, uh, I wrote many papers on this. If you guys need <laughs> references, we got to get into it. Yeah. Well, oh I thought it was. God. I thought it was South Dakota. I'm glad you brought it back up, though. Yeah. yeah it I, sounded like you really it's research about you had that. almost forgotten about. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think people can. I think people should take notice of when the birds come back to town. It's almost. We should. Have, we should almost have a parade or something. You know, wow. instead of a Halloween parade, we we have a bird migration parade. Mm. Hey, spring's only 106 days away. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of cold in the area, so yeah, it's nice it to see those. It is for nice those to of, see those chirpers those back <laughs> around. <laughs> for those of you out of town, it's about 25 degrees right now. In yeah. green. Well, now it is. Winds yeah. are howling. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was maybe 50 earlier. Oh 50, 55. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, it really dropped. About a 35-degree drop oh. since about 6 p.m. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyways, you out-of-town listeners, Bowling Green's in northwest Ohio. They come and visit uh, us sometime. We're about, what would you say, about 650 miles south of uh, Lake Erie, and then... Uh, 650? <laughs> I think you're a little off there. <laughs> I don't know. Usually, I mean, it usually takes six hours to get up there. From the prime meridian? Walking. Or? The triangle. More in a broken down station wagon. It depends on what navigation system. Well, I think whether you're walking or driving, it's still the same amount of miles. Yeah. Could take a different amount of time. Yeah. How but far the distance is probably the same. How far away for those of you listening in, in like the West Coast, how far away do you think we are from there? Mm. Since since you have experience there? Mm. Like uh would you say a from <laughs> <laughs> from the from here to the west coast? From yeah, like the beach on, on uh at least twenty-five thousand miles. What? At least. Yeah, it's. I think it's like twenty-five thousand. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think it's three thousand. I think that's across. the distance to the moon. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Is that light years? I don't know. I, I haven't been out to California. Yet. Yeah. Or I like guess we should drive it. I'd like to sure. go there someday. Yeah, I'd like to see the Grand Canyon. You ever played that's that game? That's not Oregon in Trail? California. Huh? It's not? <laughs> no, it's not. That is <laughs> in Arizona. <laughs> I'd like to, you ever played the uh, Oregon Trail? Uh, yes. The computer game. It's a good game, yeah. 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 I used to play that. Did that go through I California? I never won that game, though. I think it went to California. Or did yeah. it go through Oregon? Uh, it's Oregon, by the yeah, way. It might have. Oregon Trail. I just Oregon never bought Trail. any supplies on that game. I just packed up and left. And then a day later, everyone was dead. Mm. You that makes sense. Yeah, so <laughs> not a really a travel expert. <laughs> Unless it's on the Prime Meridian and then it's on. Yeah, yeah. Back when I had my pilot's license, I could... Uh, Dude, how many lies are you going to tell the <laughs> listeners here? <laughs> uh, it does make me think of the time I was in Fiji, though. Mm. Yeah. That was, that was real. That's where I got my boating license. Exactly. Beautiful out there, huh? <laughs> that was probably the boat we took where I threw up. But um, we went to this island, and on this island was the international dateline. You could stand on one side of this pole and be in today. You could stand on the other side and be in tomorrow. Wow. Did or what? yesterday. Yeah. Who could remember? Mm-hmm. How mm. does that work? Well, it's a little bit like the equator and the prime meridian. Is that where <laughs> minus the, the scientists... Moon. Or doing the time zones, and then they just had to meet them up. They had to merge. Yeah, well, I think it has to do with the equator. I mean, when when they measured out the equator and they marked Mm -hmm. it across the world, that Uh, was also the international dateline. Gotcha. Internationally, so you could literally domestically push somebody into tomorrow. Yes. Can't do that here, literally. No. Wow. But you could then. Hmm. Yeah. Fun fact. Wow. Don't know what the island was called. Interesting. I think it took like a 10-hour ferry ride to get there. Wow. Yeah. Pretty much. Hmm. Mm. Sounds majestic. It was a bit majestic. It was quite beautiful. It's very like tropical. It. Very tropical. Tropical-esque. You want to talk about palm trees. They had some palm trees. Monkeys. Fiji? And o- oceans, yeah. Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went yeah. all around the... the no taxes down there. there. They can't with that, with the equator being down there. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just saying it's a good place. Because <laughs> yeah. there's no deck. Because <laughs> of the equator. Lack of equator talk. <laughs> yeah. What's an equator with you? Equator. What? That's uh, it's usually pretty warm down there, right? Yeah. <clears throat> down by the equator. Down by the old tropics. Yeah. yeah I remember learning about that in uh, geography mm. class. For your flying or freshman year? Really? <laughs> freshman year? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Freshman at year at Harvard. Harvard. Yep. Wait, how many yeah. students were in there? Like, uh-huh. like five, five including you. It was a five hundred level course. Five hundred. So it, it was. Well, only you went to a pretty small high school, didn't you? Another person, huh? Yeah, you went to a pretty small high school, didn't you? It was. It was really <laughs> real uh, special high school. Yeah, it's just <laughs> <laughs> kind of a farming high school, correct? It was rural. Yeah. It was very yeah. rural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. A lot of rurals out there. Um, but yeah, it's, I'd yeah I'd say one day I want to go to the equator, mm. and where and the prime meridian where they cross. Yeah. You just want to walk across the equator across the whole world. It's like a bridge. Yeah, well you can travel by it once yeah, you, you line your walk GPS right. on it. Oh wow! You mm. can just it'll follow that that line, and you can just walk, swim, circular right across the whatever you want to do the huh? sphere of the of the earth. This is the equator. Goes, yeah, it goes yeah. it goes laterally. Right? Laterally, that's yeah. where. And then latitudinally is the prime meridian. Is it? Laterally and latitudinally. Laterally and latitudinally. That's not latitude right. and yeah. longitude. It was right by Greenwick. That runs right along Greenwick, uh, the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you you're right on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you latitude have, and you longitude. Know. Longitudinally. Longitudinally across, yeah. right, right, right. Gosh, right. the primary. That's Those what were we the say. Days. Yeah. yeah, longitude. <laughs> yeah, if you, you go know, to Greenwick, you you need about four watches to tell the time over there, just because of how the location of it. Yeah, right next to the prime meridian, right next to the equator. So those people when the really moon's beating down on that place. Yeah, the you might as well not even worry about telling time. The moonbeams. The tides are. The moonbeams. Huh? Oh, the people got to wear glasses there too, right? Yeah, because of the way the sun beams yep. down right at certain times. Right at that central location of the Earth. Yeah, they're the closest to the core of the Earth too. Wow, the Greenwich people. Greenwich, yeah. The core yeah. of the Earth. Yeah, which is in the middle of the Earth. Yeah, yeah. They're Inspired. the closest. They're the closest. There's a, just it's almost like a big indent. Just look this up. They're they're below the they're the below, sea level. They're sea below level. sea level. Yeah, by like a foot. Huh. If any of those levees break around Greenwick, the whole place is blown. They made they made a giant bowl. Yeah. Well duh. Okay. Gosh. You guys you guys need to subscribe to, to a couple wow. magazines. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna look re- this re- up. Yeah, that's for sure. Fake Science Monthly. <laughs> I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. <laughs> the tabloids. All this stuff's in there. Do those exist anymore? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come over to my house. Yeah. Stacks of them. <laughs> yeah. Read the tabloids. Fake Science Monthly. Anyways, what are we talking about? I don't know. Who are we doing today? Who can even remember? <laughs> I'm still. I got in my geography zone there. Who are we talking about? Deep? I kind of want to. I kind of want to travel. Well, maybe you can. Some, some, maybe you can too. someday. Maybe yeah. once you get that horse and buggy repaired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're station, right. Yeah, station wagon, horse, and buggy. Repair. Yeah, when you lose the horse, there's really not much purpose mm. to it anymore. Whoa. To the buggy, to the buggy. Yeah, unless you put you a little engine to it. it, huh? Put a little engine to it. Yeah, yeah, you could get Kyle with his bike. Sure. Yeah, did you ever ride go karts when you were younger? Once or twice. Sometimes you can put like a lawnmower engine on those. Yeah, or a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> not go very fast. <laughs> <laughs> you ever pulled a friend behind Reverse one? Reverse the vacuum cleaner, huh? You ever pulled anyone on one? Had like a friend a four wheeler skate, skateboard sure. or something? Yeah, yeah. We used to we used to like tie the rope to the snowboard and okay. then ride the four wheeler. Yeah, and wipe Ooh. out. Yeah, mm. that was our winter fun. Dangerous, yeah. but dangerous. Man, the snow was cold. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, snowboard. Yeah. Did you ever? Did you, huh? Yeah, we had snow. We had. Um, well, we didn't have mountains, ATVs. so we had to tr- pull up behind something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get any speed. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, a couple ATVs though. Had an ATV. 
Yep. Had nice. one. <laughs> still got it, but still wrecked it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> still running? Still running. Oh, yeah, wow. it's probably 15 years old. It's nice. an old guy. Oh, next time it cool. snows, bust that baby out. Yeah, I don't, yeah, we good. Big Bear, Big Bear 250, 350s. Is that like what it that? is? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Nice. You know that one? Yeah. No, no. No, it sounds like a good one. Yeah, though. it's a good one. It's a good one. Yep. Yep. That was our winter fun. Mm. Nice. We would get, it would get dark at about at about 1 p.m. and then <laughs> that's go when we would go do it. Yeah. Yeah. We'd just pull up to the Coney Island. <laughs> Gosh, those are good. Man, that place was. That place is elusive. You ever had the? You ever uh, heard their baked beans? <laughs> mm, making me hungry just thinking about Jeez. it. There's one popping up uh, in a new location almost every day, and then uh, one closing down in the same location yeah. almost every day. They're delicious. You really got to have a map if you want to go to that place. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Did you mm. ever take geography? Yeah. You did? Like seventh grade. Yeah, I think that's about what I took. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I wasn't that great at it. No, I wasn't. No. We had to memorize everything, where it was at, the people I just there. know New Zealand's the capital of Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's about all I... That's all you took from the course? Yeah. 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 All I took was the Prime Meridian and the uh, Latitongicals. Yeah, yeah. The what? The Latitongicals. No. Latitongicals. Yeah. <laughs> That's the science of the, of like the, something of else. the lats and longs, yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, don't go to the Bermuda Triangle. I, I think do. that was your original question. They haven't figured that one out yet? No. It's, no, it's just a lot of force fields there. Force fields. <laughs> <laughs> force fields. A lot of crystals. Yeah. Like going back in time. Speaking of uh, uh, Bermuda Triangle, yeah, uh, motivation. You got some? Yeah, what you I was hoping about? that. What are we uh, talking about? Motivation. Yeah, yeah. Motivation. What motivates somebody to go to a place like that? To the triangle. Well, if they want to see something weird like uh, Nessie or Monkey. UFOs or something like that out there. Yeah, but yeah, motivation. Where does it come from? Yeah. How is it fed? Mm. What does it lead to? Mm. How do you find it? Mm. These yeah. are all questions that we're going to answer for you. <laughs> Perfect. That's the game. Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of the Bermuda Triangle. Speaking of the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Are you motivated, Kyle? Would you say you're a motivated person? Not all the time. But... Where does your motivation come from? Mm. Well, depends. <laughs> <laughs> Am I hungry? Because if I'm if I'm hungry, you know, and and I don't want to make anything, Ooh, but I think about but I think about the end of that big juicy cheeseburger. I whip that out Coney that griddle Island? faster than you can say. Big grilled cheese and peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. No, definitely not. Not all the time I'm not motivated, but I mean... To make the burger? To do... Yeah, I mean, there's things that uh, I have to... Like, if I could just, like, do nothing and lay on the couch and, mm. and watch TV or play guitar, I'd be I'd be okay. I'd probably get bored pretty quick. I'd get bored, but um, lately I've been trying to focus more on my on motivation and discipline in my life. Nice. Thank Good you. Stuff. Yeah. And and what specifically? Um, well, and why what motivated it? Well, my personal vision of m what I want to would like to do with my life or my while I'm, while I'm here on this using my time valuable on the earth. On the earth, yeah. On the prime radio. Yeah. Being of service to people and uh, you know, helping populations, you know, kind of helping uh what we talked about my vision to bring kids and adolescents some kind of purpose and vision in their lives so that kind of motivates me to make the connections and uh keep on doing the footwork to make that happen seeing so that seeing that like that daydream yeah helps you to motivate yeah like in my head like yeah. so you I can kind of visualize it so you know, we talked about like a place where kids could go and and 
you know, stay for amount of time. Um, and there'd be education and jobs they could do to help them, you know, feel that they're part in doing something productive, growing food and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but, uh, you know, that's my personal, what I can see in my like kind of dream or vision. I could probably draw it on a piece of paper too, but that kind of fuels the motivation. Yeah. And so you, but you, so you say you were getting into some disciplines because mm-hmm. of that. Sure. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, well, I mean, we're doing, so working, you know, working five days a week, doing that, and then working on, like, all sorts of, in the areas of, like, you know, it's a multi, so watching how I treat myself, so am I, am I getting enough sleep, am I uh, eating decently, am I spending time in meditation, and asking, you know, God for what his plans are, I'm asking for help, praying a lot, um, and sacrificing, putting my time into areas that are going to be beneficial for mm. that. Because I think I could put, so I could do a thousand things. I could do this. I could hang out here. I could, um, you know, exercise five days a week. I could, I could whatever. I could pick up another class, but I, I think I've decided like to have that. Okay. I'm waking up this time and from this time to this time, I'm, putting forth that effort to use my time as, as, as wisely as I can, which sometimes I get off track. I'm like, I start to do something else or I start to daydream and all that, but I try to refocus on doing that. Mm. Um, but yeah, that discipline is, and I'm not, I'm not that great at it, but I think having that vision can help when you're, when you're, when you're steering towards something to really analyze what you're doing with your time and try to put it towards as much constructive use as possible. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. I love it. So, for example, like doing this, like hanging out with you guys, is an important part of, like, am I tired at the end of the day? Do I always want to? No, but I know that it's for, it's not about, you know, I have to sacrifice some things. Mm. I still have enough time to get home rest eat you know get enough sleep for tomorrow but this like i feel like when the doors are open for certain things like you make and you make a commitment towards something you make that commitment and you keep going despite because you can we've talked about that you know feelings are not facts so you can Mm. feel a certain way and and almost talk yourself out of things but when you make a commitment it kind of holds you holds you there and then and then that helps you with that motivation to, okay, I'm going to do it. And then by the time you're done, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm glad that I, I did that. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> so motivation's not necessarily based on how you feel or a feeling then. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, so talking for me, I guess it's doing it despite, like, despite how I may feel like despite like I'm feeling tired or irritable or whatever I don't want to do it um I do it and then and it kind of gets that motivation going but I have to do the initial footwork to to start that maybe maybe motivation maybe a better way to say that motivation doesn't come from an from an emotion or a feeling then yeah it might not I mean for me like I said like it comes from that that drive, that drive to know that there's a bigger uh, picture, and it might not happen right away. It, it might take sure, patience. Sure, you know, because it comes I, from your what yeah. you see your preferred future being. Yeah, because if I just relied on feelings, then I'd probably get myself into a bunch of boohoo pity party and why isn't this happening? And you know, I can't yeah. do this and stuff like that. So I think it's important to kind of analyze um, or look at not looking at your feelings towards things, but um, starting that going. And then once you get the, it's like working out, you know, getting there is the hardest. It's like getting to the gym probably is like one of the hardest things just to do there. Then once you get there, it's like, okay, you get that going because you remember that feeling. Mm. That's how I kind of think about it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? 
Uh, yeah. I, so I guess I was thinking kind of what I was asking, like mm. motivation doesn't, I don't think it, 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 it comes from an emotion or it comes from mm-hmm. a feeling to do something or not do something. I think it's uh so, so you talk about, uh, purpose preceding vision, right? And then vision, maybe preceding motivation and motivation preceding action. Mm-hmm. Would that be a kind of a way to a kind of a, um, yeah, motivation, desire. Okay, so that's what was going through my mind. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to get everything lined up to, to where it's it's like, uh, if you want if you want to be motivated, you need a vision. If you want to have a yeah. vision, you need to find you seek your purpose. So if you're uh, if you're not motivated right now, well, what what are you seeing your preferred future as? If you don't, if you can't answer that question, then what are you seeing your purpose in life as? If you can't answer that question then what are you doing with your time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. how are you seeking? I don't know. That's so that's what, cause then if you, if you're like, if you, if you're wondering where motivation is and why nothing's happening, well, action doesn't come until motivation's there. Motivation doesn't come until vision's there. Vision doesn't come until purpose is there. Purpose doesn't come until you make a, a choice to seek it out, to mm-hmm. seek what that purpose is. I guess mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have too, too specific of mm-hmm. motivationals, but. Well, certainly desire fits in there too. Yeah, like to try to so you, so that just so that you're not getting it all mixed up and like and not getting motivation before purpose and and you know and action before vision and all that stuff. I guess I in my mind I like to have it. Uh, um, I like to see it systematically. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I think so. Motivation, right? It's it's the, the desire to take action, and like you're talking about, this is beyond like. Like I, like, I don't feel like it, right? Like, you're t- talking about, like, being tired at the end of the day, but it's like, I'm going to show up because I have a commitment and because I've got the desire to bear fruit and to do things of value. So I'm going to show up even though it's tiring or whatever. But it's because you see the value mm-hmm. in what you're doing. And so regardless of what it feels like, I'm going to continue to chase after it because of this epic value. And so, yeah, so... Motivation comes from vision and purpose, right? Like you got to know where you're going, why you're going there and how to get there. You take all those things away and what you're left with is super confused and frustrated, right? It's this is, this is where you get stagnant. You don't take any action because you, you have nothing, you have nothing to take action towards, Right. It's like you could have uh, a bit of a picture of the future. You could have a bit of a desire. But then if if you're thinking, dude, I don't even know if that's possible. And then, two, I don't even know where to start. You know, good luck for having motivation because you don't have any idea what to freaking do. Yeah. 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 So. Motivation comes and is sourced from knowledge. Right. It's that knowledge of the visions, the purpose. Right. And and I think systematically, I think I think sometimes, well, like your your purpose has always been with you. Your your God given ability has always been in you and with you. And so sometimes your vision will help you see and define your purpose. So even though you have your purpose, but sometimes being able to see that vision will help you kind of identify what that purpose mm. is. So maybe maybe vision or maybe purpose doesn't necessarily need to proceed vision no well it's like because it's those gifts and it's the things inside of you and those mm-hmm. gifts are are is helps your direction so seeing what it is that you actually want to do i'm um, like for reals and then mixing it with your your gifts and your purpose it kind of helps you point your vision in the right direction because i mean there was times in my life right where i was like oh maybe i'll open up a gym you know it's like i wanted to do a mm-hmm. business but i wanted to have impact on people but it's just like i never it just never kind of felt right and so yep. or it never really came into place because i mean you know i tried to get a pt certification like way back in the day but never did it and whatever. So it's like there, there was different avenues I was, I was looking into, right. As I was kind of seeking out and, and while I was asking this question, like freaking, what am I supposed to do with my life? Right? Like that struggle of who am I and what the crap is this life about? So, you know, be like, okay, here's one, here's one, here's one, but kind of like, but not, not none of that was really it. But then it's like, it's like, it's 
sometimes some of the problem is, is the gifts that you already have, you've already kind of pushed down and discounted, right? As like, oh man, that's that's not for me or that's not this and that. So sometimes you got to uncover that and vision will help you do that. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, just thinking about this concept of kind of like what you were talking about where I've got this vision, I've got this commitment and it fuels you taking action regardless of what you feel like. And there's a story of Jesus uh, with the Samaritan woman at the well. So Jesus was on a journey. He came, I don't know, it was like the middle of the day, I think, or morning or who knows. Um, And so anyways, he sits down, there's a Samaritan woman there. And so it said that he was tired from the journey. So he asked this, this lady, uh, if she would get him some water from the well. And so she's being a Samaritan and the Jews don't associate with the Samaritans. So she, you know, addresses that with him. It's like, Oh man, you're not supposed to talk with me. And, uh, and it's at this point where Jesus says, so he asked her for water. She brought up this cultural weirdness and he was like, man, if you knew who it was speaking to you and the gift of God, you would have asked me for water and I would, the living water and I would have given it to you. And so she's like, you know, she's like, well, you don't even have a cup to, do, to draw with what are you even talking about? And, um, uh, anyway, so, so they, they just get talking and, uh, you know, he starts telling her her whole life story essentially. And then she's like, Oh my gosh, you're a prophet. And then, you know, it just kind of comes down to like, um, she's like, Oh, you know, but the Messiah will come and he'll tell us which mountain to pray on and this and that. And he's like, no, I am who's, I am who, whom speaking to you am him. And so she went back into the city to tell everybody there to come back out to Jesus. So while the people were coming out, the disciples were in the city and they were getting food. And so they come and while the people are still approaching their position, the disciples are like, oh, Jesus, man, you got to eat. And Jesus's response was he's like, I have food that you know nothing about. He's like, my food and my drink is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And so then he proceeds to tell them the story. He's like, look, man, you guys, got, you guys have the saying saying the harvest is four months away. He's like, but I'm telling you that the harvest is ripe right here, right now. He's like, look, he's like, you need to go out, right? The harvest is reap, go and harvest so that the one who sowed and the one who harvests can have joy together. Somebody else went and sowed and now it's, you're going to come and reap the benefits. And so, but he's talking about these people who are approaching him, but like, you know, the, the, the beginning of the story was he was tired right from the journey. He wanted some water. I don't even know if he got any water. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so here's the disciples like, Hey man, eat. And he's like, there's something more glorious than this food right now. And it's just interesting. This concept of, of the, the vision and the glory of the will of God that was way beyond physical circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys think anything about that? Well, it's just, yeah. Um, Yeah, you know, I was thinking at how, you know, I have abundance of, you know, gifts and I'm thankful for having, like, because Jesus, like, that was, like, that's what he, that's what he did. Like, he, like, and other people like Paul, like, they, despite how, tired or worn out they were like they had such a drive that nothing was nothing got in their way like kind of makes me feel like you know because it's so easy for me you know to sometimes complain and and I have such an abundance of things like God's to me sometimes God's like look man like you know you got a place to live and you're you you got food and you have an abundance of people in your life like like these are like tools like i want you to to keep going with this Mm -hmm. because sometimes you can get discouraged and say you know but it's so hard or i wish i had more time to spend with my friends or i wish you know i i'm just busy doing this all the time and and yeah that might be true but yeah sometimes you have to reflect on like like just how if you look at some of these stories like especially like we said like with jesus like 
like this dude was like on a straight and you see this with some people in society like there's people like who are on a straight mission like they 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 sleep they eat they breathe what they're doing mm. and guess what they get the results out of it you yeah. know and and like i tried to do that and i would give myself i'll give myself credit that i do a pretty decent job at it but yeah it definitely takes it's like it's like look at some of the other people like you want the results well is your the discipline and motivation's got to be there too or mm. the discipline and having that motivation too so yeah definitely that's awesome Yeah. Can anything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Would it be? Uh, would it be weird to say? Um, uh, like, like motivation almost. I don't know. I guess I don't really know how to how to put it into words. But like motivation almost uh, keeps you going on a, in a certain direction, and and almost. I don't want to say numbs you to just outside trivial things that are trying hmm. to flow in, but it, it almost, uh, it's like a fuel for the, for the direction. I don't know. It almost, it's almost like a motivation brings a focus that almost doesn't get bothered by outside things because of, uh, uh, because, because you, you want to reach the destination bad enough that that it's like these outside things are mm. almost seem trivial uh, even the you know i don't want to say food is trivial but um like things that try to just just trivial things that try to get your attention a tv show yeah. uh you know a friend group that's that's hanging out when you know you need to you need i have a you know i have to get something done that's part of your vision or something or um i don't know just trivial just things that can maybe they'd be like okay well is this is this really going to be part of my vision if i go here or do this or whatever um, so, so I guess I was thinking motivation kind of brings a focus maybe mm. that, that almost, mm, um, yeah. well, yeah, yeah. Keeps you numb to things that don't, you don't really you know, need to spend time on or energy on or money on or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I kind of zoned out for a second and that's, no, yeah, yeah. And that's back oh, in. Wow. well, yeah, if you think about, <laughs> yeah. Well, so <laughs> even like modern, like, so. Here, like you know, having a job, right? You got coworkers and you got bosses and stuff like that, and you're gonna hear things that you don't always want to hear, and like, uh, you know, there's rules and stipulations, and it's like kind of, I see what you're saying. Like for me, like kind of not being like just doing whatever you want, but weeding out the small, yeah, crit like because like going back, like you know, Jesus and Paul, and you know, uh, the what they had i mean of course they had critics all over the place but it was like people would yell and then you know threaten them and i mean imprison them and it's like it's it's like wow it's like okay what what you know i know what my i know where i'm at i know my identity yeah you're not gonna throw yeah. me off that's and that's powerful and that, i think that takes i know for me it takes practice it's like okay it doesn't come overnight but it takes practice on constantly reminding yourself when you get that uh critique or whatever it's like okay reminding myself of identity and then purpose and then vision and then keep on the motivation track so i, I don't know yeah. that's what i was thinking yeah. about when you said like that i think if you look at as somebody that's not motivated they're consumed by all these outside things mm -hmm. that are trivial and yeah. don't really matter so the, the difference i think between somebody that's motivated and somebody that's not motivated is somebody that's not <coughs> I mean, some to, to kind of tell if you're motivated or not is is are you consumed by those things? Because somebody that's not motivated really is. I was. I, I guess I when I wasn't motivated and I was just kind of floating, all those things meant something to me. What what food am I eating? Or how am I? You know, am I am I going out with friends tonight? Or am I not going out with friends tonight? Or um, you know, what what shows on? What shows on TV? Mm. Um, so all those things. So I think when you're motivated, yeah, kind of goes back to like what, when Jesus, he was so um, satisfied in the work he was doing and the purpose that he was pursuing. It was like, yeah, I'm, I might be hungry right now, but but there's mm. there's stuff to be done mm. right now. I'll eat later. There's stuff to be done. And the yeah, and the other thing you brought up, I was thinking about like with Jesus, like he he did take time. Like it's not like oh my gosh, you know, I'm gonna do this for 
you know, 16 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, I think he did take some time to retreat and uh, prayed and meditated and that type of stuff. So right. I don't think, yeah, I don't, sorry. I don't think no. he was, I don't think he had to force himself away from food. I think he was just so yeah into what he was doing. But what were, anyways, what were you going to say? Sorry. About yeah, that. No, no. I, I think it's saying it's like we talked about before, like, sure. Like enjoy that stuff. Like do that stuff. Hang out with friends, you know, watch a TV show. Eat yourself a bowl of froyo or something like that, <laughs> fruit you fruit. know. Yeah. But it's like it's like, and that's okay. That's so yeah. Give, your, give yourself that permission, but um, sure, you know, uh, make sure you're putting your time fruitful into into things. Yeah, am I making progress? Yeah. And sometimes it might not, quote unquote, feel like mm. you're making progress. True but, that. But yeah, that's true. And, yeah. You know, patience is can, patience can be. If you have to ask yourself that and you're sitting on the couch and you've been there for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Self-awareness. Be realistic about it. But no, yeah, I, I, I definitely get what you're coming from. Like, yeah, there's, you need to take a time and just do mm. other things and be with other people and stuff. But, but that doesn't mean you just, you, you let all that stuff in all the time. You come after that time, you come back into the mission. Mm-hmm. Or the vision, whatever, and you uh, you get back at it. I mean, and that takes discipline to do that. It takes discipline disconnecting from those things, coming back in, and then disconnecting from that for for a time to regroup. You know, be with the people you love, do the things that people need you to do, and then disconnect from that, come back in onto the vision. And so, yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, um, but it's never like it's never like you're forcing yourself away from these things. It's like it's just like you're so into what you're doing that these things start to just not matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they right. just slowly leak out of your life. They're, they're not there anymore, eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you think about... Because just, just kind of thinking about Jesus' heart a little bit. Like, so he sits down, he's hot and he's tired, asks the lady for some water, right? She She talks about this cultural difference. And I think in this moment, Right, because this this takes me back to the to to the time where the, there was this father who had a son who was demon possessed. The father took his son to the disciples who had been healing people, who had been delivering people. Took him to them; they couldn't do anything. So this guy crushed, right, comes to Jesus and he's like, "Hey, man, if you can do anything to help me, you know, please do it." Now this guy, from his perspective, right, crushed, tried. His son's been in this. This sucks, right? Brokenhearted, comes to Jesus, says, "If it's possible." This guy, from his perspective, is it possible? Jesus, from his perspective, says, "Is it possible?" He says, "Anything's possible for those who believe." Jesus, from his perspective, right? So he's sitting here with this lady. This lady says, "Ah, oh, you know, but we're not supposed to associate." This guy, from his perspective, sees this person who has this misconception. I mean, it's a real conception. This junk is going down. But this is God's heart right here saying, Frank, man, if you had any idea what the gift of God actually was and who it was who was standing in front of you, you would have asked me for living water. Regardless of what I, the water I wanted, and I would have gave it to you. And it would cause springs of living water to flow from you that you would never thirst again. And it's just like... The physical just doesn't even matter because it's like, here's the truth and the eternal and the spiritual that is so freaking alive. And he says, no, like he sees this broken lady and he's just like, if you had any idea what I came to do and who I am, you would ask me and I would have gave it to you. You know, and it's like the disciples come with this food and it's says, but then here's this group, this whole entire town who's coming out because they heard of just, just what this lady said to them about what Jesus said to her. So here comes this town and the disciples like, man, you got to eat. And he's just like, there is stuff that is just so more alive. He's like, look at these people. He's like, the harvest is freaking ripe. Can you not see it? Can you not taste it? And I kind of feel a little bit like the disciples, like, like I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this reality where the, there's this, there's this, this drive that is so freaking beyond physical, right? This, this look, everything that was physical was made from the spiritual. So it's like, is it possible that the spiritual could fuel the physical? Like, I think that junk is possible because there was times where Jesus would just, he, he would, he would be up all night praying, right? He was up all the day before 
teaching and walking and doing these things. And he'd be up all night praying, right? And then there's you know, the one time where he walked across the sea, right? He was going to pass the disciples in the boat. They freaked out. They're like, oh my gosh, it's a ghost. <laughs> He's just walking across the, who, I mean, miles. Who knows how far it was across the water, whatever. And, but just, and then never eating and just being like, this, this is just, there's my food and drink is to do the will of him who sent me. And there's just this epic, deep, rich, like understanding of what God's will actually is that would cause you to enter into this just sexier level of life where it's just like the kingdom of heaven is the only thing I eat and breathe. And it literally fuels my body to accomplish these things, right? Like Paul talks about, he's like, I, I learned how to be content in every situation. And so for the most part, I, I disagree with, with what most people think about this verse because it, they think, okay, being content means like you, you don't want stuff, right? Like it's okay, be happy with what you have and whatever. Well, the problem is that Paul literally used the word want. He literally used the word need. He's like, I know what it is to have plenty. I know what it is to be in want. I know what it is to have and I know what it is to be in need. If you're hungry, you want food. If you're cold, you want to be warm, right? So he says, I've learned, I've learned, I've learned through these experiences. I've learned the secret of being content which is interesting. So contentment has nothing to do with the absence of wanting more, right? But he says, I learned how to be content because I can do all these things through Christ who gives me strength. But it's like, for me, I hear that, I say that, and it's like, it's so religious and empty. But I know that there's there's something so much deeper and richer where he's literally being fueled by God. Like, because this, this is in, in Philippians, and so the, Paul's in prison. The Philippians sent somebody with a gift to Paul, and he's talking about how he's amply supplied. But he's like, not that I was longing for your gift. He's like, I'm glad you gave me a gift because of what it will mean for you for eternity. And I don't think he's being a jerk, right? Because he's like, he's like, you know, I didn't want it. Like, I wasn't, like, needing it. He's like, and I, again, it's not because he's being a jerk. It's because he's flowing from this total other reality of like what the will of God is. And he's like, God gives me strength. Like literally though, like that's not an empty word. He's like, literally, I can do these things because God literally gives me strength. And I just, there's, there just seems like there's something so much more sexy about that whole passage about this concept of understanding God's will that fuels your entire being where it's just like there they're really this physical reality exists because of, because of the spiritual. And it's like, there's, there's just things that are beyond physical that work, that function. And it's, it's, it's for that life and that existence that we're working right for eternal life to, to bring people into this reality. But yeah, it just, this, this concept of like the will of God being understood what it is you're doing, why you're after it, and what you need to do to do it. It's like it just, it, it, there's this whole other level of action that like, I'm like, how do you get into that? I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Any okay. of that? A lot of thoughts. <laughs> A lot of thoughts A lot there. Of power. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, crazy stuff flowing through my head. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, you know, thinking about I I guess what what I guess what one of the thoughts I had was just how um like when you exist in that reality um almost like how small everything seems still I mean like so it's easy to get consumed by yeah. big vision yeah it's easy to get consumed by that but when you exist in that reality like you were talking about with Paul and and that reality of um you know, Jesus' perspective when he's looking at these people with these problems. Um, when you live in that reality, I guess, um, it just makes everything seem smaller and, and allows you to see it, I guess, with a clear perspective. And um, I don't know, help you answer the questions of why am I doing this, what am I doing, and what does it look like? And instead of just being so consumed in something, um, I think, yeah, li living in that reality is what, is what came to my mind and then seeing those things as um you know not as n not as uh let's say um it might it might look difficult i guess from the beginning it might look difficult mm -hmm. if you if you're looking at like uh you know 
do I want to go to college or not? Do I need to study for four years, or do I do I want to do I need to go work at this job for five years to get some experience and then go do something that that you know I, I want to go out on my own or start a business or whatever it is? It might look difficult, but when you live in that reality that Paul was living in of like, uh, um, what did you say? How did you how did you kind of explain? How did you define that reality that he was living in? Not not being in in want a constant state of want or um or need but just well he uh, was it was he, he was saying like whether whether I, he's like i know what it is to have plenty but I, I know what it is to be in want i know what it is to you know have have food but i know what it is to be hungry like but none, none of those things dictate my ability to jam forward and but it's right, like this right. this gift which they gave him and he's like man it amply supplied me but it's like it's almost like he just didn't care. Like it, that wasn't yeah. going to, that's not what was going to get him through. Right. And that wasn't what's going to fuel him beyond this. It was like, it's like there's this whole other level of glory that, that was literally tangible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just trying to put thoughts into words. Mm. Um, well, yeah, it is. It is powerful. And <clears throat> Um, it's, you know, where it, it's hard to comprehend just how much, you know, you get this mental image of this, this guy just, you know, just so confident in his purpose and, you know, his walk with God, like, you know, it totally transformed, you know, from Saul to Paul, Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. his eyes were you know, covered for what, three days yeah. and has rode to Damascus and, you know, the sh- scales fell off and he's like, you know, now he sees, mm. now he sees like, you know, from a per- person who, who persecuted others to a person that is, is like totally opposite that like he's, he's just a changed man and how that the spirit just like filled him up and, like gave him that spiritual food that I mean he was a leader before you know but he was leading in the you know I don't say can't label it as wrong but you know now he's now he's leading with a totally different purpose and like people are like you know is this the same you know Paul that was Saul before like what the what the what the freak happened man like and he's like (laughs) he's like dude like it wasn't me like and it's just like so yeah that was that's that's powerful though and um um still trying to gravitate that that in my life but it makes me think you know it I'm not uh it makes me think of what I can do and and like the potential that I, I you know Sometimes I think we sell ourselves short because we give ourselves the excuses of, yeah, well, you know, that was, you know, there's, there's definitely potential and power in, in that spiritual, uh, life force. So when you're, um, when you believe in your vision and you're living in the, that, that kind of glorious reality of, uh, being aligned with, being aligned with God, with Christ, it's almost like I'm going regardless then what Paul was kind of, kind of, uh, that, that was his perspective. Like if you send this gift, great, but I'm going regardless. Or if these things happen to me, I go to prison, whatever I'm, I'm going, I'm moving regardless. Is that kind of what, uh, 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 I guess I'm understanding that right. Yeah, but it's even like richer than that because it's he says I do all these things through Christ who gives me strength. Like sure. literally though. Like literally gives him strength. It's not just this empty thing, but it it is like that but it's like cuz he wasn't asking for that gift or whatever. They they showed up, they knew he was in need and gave it to him. And it's just like it just seems understanding seems, where your strength comes from. Yeah, but he's literally talking about like having nothing, sure. right? I mean, like you think about sure. like all the the journeys he went on, right? I mean, you're, you're talking about like miles and miles of walking and, you know, uh, boating, you know, shipping across seas and all these things. So, I mean, you end up in some crazy situations without clothes, with clothes. I mean, 
I mean, if you're in the wilderness, I mean, there's not a, mm. uh, a shoe store around, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you just, it, it just is what it is, but, but yeah, there's just this crazy related. I don't know. I mean, just slightly on that note. I mean, you know, Jesus is like, look, man, you guys are, you're going to, you're going to drink poison and it's not going to kill you. You're going to get bit by snakes and it's not going to, you know, it's not going to hurt you. Right. And Paul literally got bit by a snake and ax on one of those islands that I think they got shipwrecked or they boated for a little while or like uh, stay there for a little while because of the storm. But yeah, but just like this, this, there's this real reality of the spiritual that is so freaking alive that it's beyond the physical and it can even fuel the physical, which sounds weird, but I don't think it is. I think things sound weird when you don't understand them, but yeah, yeah. which I'm not claiming to understand it, but oh, right. I want it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I guess what that's was. I, I'd love something like that. Well, it's just like, it's just interesting. It just, I, it just seems like it's so easy to talk ourselves out of like masses amounts of action or like, mm. regardless of what you feel like talking to these people or doing this stuff. I don't know, but it, it's, it's more than just doing stuff. Right. I mean, we're talking about purpose. We're talking about, he's like, I came to do the will of the father. Right. I only say what the father told me to say, and I only do what I see the father doing. So we're not talking about just doing stuff and being busy and, you know, just not eating. I mean, there's a place for fasting, but you know, this this isn't just an empty lifestyle. This isn't just like here we got to do these things. No, this this was fueled by something, something greater. This 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 reality of the will of God is what like fuels this goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you yeah. you even think about like going back to this knowledge concept, this knowledge of the will. I mean, Paul, you know. I think it was uh, Philippians as well. But he's talking about how he's like everything I was doing right back in the days of the law. Right. I was a I was an Israelite circumcised. You know, I kept the law faultlessly. You know, I persecuted the church, you know, but everything that I once thought was like gain. Everything I once thought was like, this is life. This is the jam. He's like, man, it's all freaking garbage compared to like this encounter I had with God and to the, to knowing who Jesus actually is. Oh man, like literally like his, his, his death and his resurrection somehow attaining into that reality. He's like, there's nothing else has any value compared to this. And these aren't empty freaking words, man. This is, this is for reals. This is like the real, real tangible, measurable. He's just like, it's all. I count it all as lost. And therefore, man, I just, he's like, I'm not saying that I've attained it. He's like, but one thing is for sure. I chuck off everything from the past and I run forward mm-hmm. to, to achieve the goal, to win the prize. I mean, Paul just had these crazy perspective. He's like, you know, there's one time he's talking about how um, he's like, he doesn't charge anybody. Like he doesn't ask people for support while he's ministering to them and he's, but he's saying, he's like, we have the right. I mean, like, just like the other apostles, just like they do. He's like, but I don't, he said, because he says, because if, if, if I'm getting paid for doing what I'm supposed to be doing, there's no reward for me. He's like, but if, but if I do it for free, he's like, there's going to be this reward in heaven for me because I did it for free. Like I, I did it beyond, you know, getting this, this income. And it's just, I don't know if I'm explaining it well, but it's like, it's just, he had this, which can can kind of seem from one perspective like he's just kind of ridiculous, but from this other perspective, he just he has knowledge. He he has he's had this encounter. He he has the knowledge and understanding that would cause him to make certain decisions on purpose. And it's like it's that knowledge that fuels, right? Because I motivation in, in this life, it's it's not void of understanding. Like this life of like, man, it's my food and my drink is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. It's not void of understanding. Like to get into that is with encounters. It's it's with knowledge. It's with understanding. It's it's with experiences. Like Paul said, he's like, look, man, I've learned this keyword learned the secret to being content through experience. Right. 
through having plenty and not having any, right? Like I, I know what it is to just live straight out of the glory of God. And so whether I have a lot or whether I have nothing, these things don't really matter. I'm fueled by the reality of the kingdom of heaven. And that's just, that's like glory. Yeah. Mm. Fueled by the reality of the kingdom of heaven. Yes. Yes, indeed. I mean, there's this, um, you know, we talked about a couple times ago about Ezekiel 47 and that river that flowed out of the temple. Well, there's the same similar picture in Revelations 22 where there's we're in the new Jerusalem and there's the throne of God and sourced from underneath the throne is this river of life that flows throughout the city on either side of the trees of life, which bear fruit in season and the leaves are for the healings of the nations. And it's just like God is the source of life. The source of life, this breath, his breath that gave life to Adam's dirt body, right? This spiritual that is eternal, this body, which is temporary. The spiritual has so much more weight. Everything visible was made from the invisible. Yeah, there's just, there's something epic there. Something epic indeed. Epic. Don't miss it. Don't miss the reality. Yeah. Go get you some. Go get you some glory. (laughs) Plugging into that motivation. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yes. Absolutely. It's just like, you know, physical motivation. Motivate. So physical. you know, why do you, you know, what's your purposes for physical activity exercise, right? <clears throat> you need to get bigger to stronger. I don't know, <laughs> like the way you look or something like that. And that's all fine. That's good. I'm fine and dandy, but it's, um, it's like, yeah, but when you can trance, so you get that, but then you can, you know, find the other motivation towards like, Cause you can have that and then, but you could still be doing like the monotonous while working paycheck to paycheck. And it's like, like digging deeper into your purpose and finding that motivation for bigger things than just, you know, physical activity. But totally. Yeah. You know, it motivates me to wake up in the morning. Uh, Wait, toaster strudels. Folgers. (laughs) Oh man. I mean, that's, it helps me. Sure. Coffee's good. Yeah. That's the best part of waking up. Yeah, definitely. Folders in your cup. Yeah. yeah. But being around like-minded people too, or on the same path, that helps out a lot too. Yes, it does. Because like you it's said, it's hard to have motivation. Because you're gonna get like Paul, you know, like how many critics and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, kept on going. He didn't, he didn't get wiggled and weaved off path. It's hard to be motivated with you're surrounded by people not motivated. Mm. Sure. It's hard to be not motivated when you're surrounded by people who are motivated. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. He even in, in the end of Philippians, he's talking about uh how Timothy was with him. And he was like just talking about how Timothy had been as was like struggling in prayer for him. And he's like he's like there's I don't know, he was just talking about how like Timothy's love for these people was genuine and it wasn't like most people. Cause he says most people just care about their own concerns, right? They're just themselves. He said, most people, most people, he says, but Timothy, man, he cares about you and your welfare. And therefore he works and labors and prayer on your behalf. But it just, it just, it's, it's just struck me because he says most people just worry about their own concerns or focused on these things. But there's a few people who care more about the kingdom and the people who should be in it than they do about themselves. And it's just, it dials back into this reality of the will of God and knowing what the heck that actually is. Because 
the biggest frustration and, and, and the, the biggest stumbling block of taking action and of motivation is a lack of clarity, right? When you don't know where you're going, you don't know why you would go anywhere and you have no idea what to do about it. That being void of this knowledge kills motivation. But having these things dialed in, being crystal clear on what we're doing, why we're after it, and continuing to dial it in, continue, it's a process. It's a process to keep getting more clear. It's a process to get it more defined. I keep finding all the time, I'm like, but you know, but like what? There's like, <laughs> it's like there's even something more deeper. Like for me personally, I'm just like, there's something, you know, it's just like, it's just a process and it's okay. It's a process as long as you're in the process. But it's this knowledge of what should I do and getting into it that brings about motivation cool yeah my good peoples that's us we are be transformed keep it motivated peace 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 out real motivated <laughs>